0: Welcome to The Bariatric Podcast, the weight loss surgery podcast coming to you from Central Texas. I'm your host, Chip Reynolds, and today is July 9th, 2016. This is Episode 8 of The Bariatric Podcast, and thank you for listening. In this episode, I'll be talking to Elizabeth and her husband about their journey. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook. We can be found at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast, or you can email the show at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. To start the show, here's my progress report. I'm 45 years old. My heaviest weight was 356 pounds. My surgery weight was 320 pounds. My current weight is 198 pounds. My goal weight is 170 pounds. I had a gastric bypass performed on December 7th, 2015 at the Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center Hospital. And now I'd like to welcome our guests to the show.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Elizabeth, (laughs) Um, I'm 27 years young, Uh, my heaviest weight, um, I was 430 pounds, Uh, however when I started my weight loss surgery journey, I was 378.6, the date of my surgery, I was 340 pounds, Um, currently I'm 198.8. Um, and my goal weight is around 160-ish.
0: And what kind of surgery did you have?
1: I had the gastric bypass on uh, September 30th, 2015.
0: And how did you uh, learn about that procedure?
1: Oh man, um, I tried six or seven years ago to have the surgery. Um, I went to the seminar and everything, I was in the state of Florida at the time, and I um, I actually had told my family about wanting to do the surgery and uh, they discouraged me from doing the surgery and they then encouraged me to lose the weight on my own so I thought because I was successful losing the weight on my own, um, I had only lost like 90 pounds at that time, uh, that I didn't need the surgery. So kind of just fell wayside, forgot about it over the years, then regained all the weight and put even more weight on. Uh, so, uh, came back to it roughly about a year ago and I was like, you know what, it's time to take my life back Mm -hmm. and it's time to do this. So, uh, did, did a little research, found out, you know, what the pros and cons of both surgeries were. And, um, I'm really happy with my decision with the gastric bypass.
0: So was there, um, Like, was there a factor that made you decide to go and have the surgery done after having kind of tried on your own for a while? Was there anything specific that that kind of motivated you?
1: There was. It was just constant years of yo-yoing and just discouraged with myself and the fact that, like, I did lose 90 pounds on my own naturally, and I put that in quotations, (laughs) Um, and then... Yeah, so I was just discouraged that I had gained that, and then plus, gosh, like 50, 60 more pounds on top of it. So just really discouraged that um, it wasn't successful, and it wasn't long-term, and it was very short-lived in my viewpoint. So mm-hmm. that was really the main factor. I was like, you know, it's, it's time to do a life-changing
0: mm-hmm.
1: alteration kind of thing.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, prior to to making that decision, and, and you said that um, you know when you lost the weight naturally in, mm-hmm. in the quotes. In quotes. Uh, what what had you tried that had been successful for you, and and what I guess um, were the limitations of that for you?
1: Well, um, I mean, since a teenager, I remember trying, gosh, anything with like the word diet in it. You know, South Beach Diet, Atkins, uh, anything um, taken. Laxatives. I mean, just from teenage years doing Weight Watchers with my mother, Um, the Nutri System, just I tried everything, Mm -hmm. honestly, and it was just years of dieting. Um, And then when I lost this 90 pounds after I told my family about, you know, thinking about and contemplating the surgery, um, I just pretty much stopped eating, like, fast food and stuff, started eating Mm -hmm. right, and exercising every chance I got. I was going to school full-time, working full-time, and then it was working out, and then it was pretty much wake up and repeat it all the next day, and that was my life for nine months, Mm -hmm. um, ten months, and, um, and then I just kind of, like, I think it was around, um, actually, Thanksgiving time, family came in, and my schedule was thrown off, you know, because they're visiting, and I want to spend time with them, so I'm not working out as much, and then I kind of just fell off the wagon, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a week went by, two weeks went by, and it was, okay, we're not exercising, you know, we're eating holiday foods, Mm -hmm. and then New Year's came, and it was, yeah, so it was just a cycle, and then that's how all the weight came on, and I just lost the motivation to do it, so...
0: So when you when you did decide to go ahead and have the, the surgery, or at least look into it as, a, as, yeah. a, as an option again, did you share it with many of your friends or family this time around since the first time you had kind of a negative response from them?
1: Nope. Um, I'm still to this day a closeted mm-hmm. bypasser. Um, I have only told my husband and my very, very close friend, um, and that's it. And it's, you know, even posting pictures on Facebook or whatever, I still get, Oh, thank goodness you're doing it naturally yeah. You know, and I'm like, or thank goodness you didn't have to have the surgery and why? Like mm-hmm. why is it thank goodness right? Know, whether it's naturally in air quotes or if it's with this help of this tool, why is it such a bad thing people right. turn to it? You know, there's such a stigma to it. So no I haven't. Only two people of my actually immediate circle know about it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, how long did it take for you to go from seminar to surgery date um, it, to get all your prereqs mm-hmm. done?
1: Um, I, I had my first seminar on June in June two thousand fifteen, and then I had my um, surgery September thirtieth. So it was roughly three months. I okay. Just a little over three months.
0: And how was your experience um, you know, do, going through the pre Uh
1: It was great. I didn't have any complications. Um, I still had to meet, you know, the 30-pound weight loss for the insurance to say that I was a candidate or mm-hmm. not uh, to be approved. Um, but I didn't have any bumps along the way. Um, I actually, when I, at that seminar meeting, uh, the way my doctor did it, it was like you met with, you did the seminar, then you met with the doctor, and you talked about what surgeries were, you know, the best option for you, and then you met with the uh, dietitian, mm-hmm. the nutritionist, and uh, then the, psycholo- the psychiatrist, right. you know, for the eval and everything, and um, the nutritionist actually had me start the pre-op diet, like, then, just because she was like, the sooner the better, mm-hmm. you know, to shrink your liver and all that, so started then. Um, and I didn't have any hiccups along the way. I'd lost the 30 pounds and got approved. And that was that.
0: So how long did you do the, the pre-op diet?
1: I did. It wasn't like, I didn't do the full mm-hmm. just liquids until obviously the week beforehand. Um, but I did like a, a what's, what's the, word? what's the word? Like a modified yeah, version. Thank you. Modified. Sure. modified version of it. Um, you know, I've, started implementing more shakes each day um more liquids and stuff you know cutting out the, the fatty foods obviously months beforehand like i didn't have i didn't have that um like that end meal that everyone has mm-hmm. like the the day before they started the liquid diet um or the week before they start the liquid diet so uh yeah so that was it
0: okay and so um, how was your experience in the hospital
1: um, My experience was great. I um, The staff, I felt, you know, my doctor and the staff, they sent me home with the book, you know, after the seminar. Mm-hmm. Here's any possible questions you may have. You know, here's some answers for you. And then um, obviously meeting with the nutritionist But in those three months leading up to my surgery, I was able to, you know, ask questions along the way. So whatever questions mm-hmm. would come during my little, you know, my time alone, not with the doctor, then I would just ask them, and I believe the care team took really, I mean, they took great care of me, and they prepped me, they sent me home, my husband home, with the big binder, post-op, you know, any complications, just call us right away, Um, and I didn't have any hiccups, like, after surgery, I stayed the the average two nights i had my surgery wednesday and i was home by friday evening um, and pain for me was i didn't use my the drip or anything mm-hmm. like that right away so i mean but everyone's pain tolerance is different sure. so um had no complications did my swallow test everything was great and um i actually my surgery was like down in san antonio which is 3 mm-hmm. hours away from home so um, really the only pain that I felt was on the ride home. <laughs> My husband, like, trying not to hit every bump mm-hmm. in the road, you know, and that was it. And and I was sent home with, like, the little Tylenol cup.
0: Sure. And uh, that was it. And so I, I'm going to turn to your husband here and ask him a question. Just that, you know, we've kind of covered from seminar to, to coming home. So how was your experience during that time, and and, and what were your thoughts as, as you went through this process with your with your wife?
2: Um, during the just started the process, just her like bringing up the idea. I told her, it's whatever she wants to do, I'm, I'm happy for her. Like it won't change how I think of her. Mm-hmm. And I know she really wanted to do it. She's been trying off and on before. So I did pretty much whatever I could do to try and help. And when she found out she was accepted for it and started doing the diet and Changed
1: your diet.
2: <laughs> it affected me
1: as well. Sure. Cause now the food's different. <laughs> um, it's
2: different dinners and different lunches, and and now I realized that's gonna be also affecting me as well. Mm-hmm. Cause I also don't want to like be like the bad influence to get her into like junk food and stuff. <laughs> different size portions. Yeah. yeah. Um But the the day of the surgery was like. I was still a little like nervous for her just mm-hmm. because I didn't like it's the surgery right and, like there's always that thought like hopefully nothing happens it goes wrong exactly and so I was a little bit um, on edge and hesitant about mm-hmm. it but after she was done and I saw her in the hospital bed right afterwards and like she was okay she was just like a little bit under from the anesthesia the, the anesthesia. Mm-hmm. Um, I started realizing, like, okay, this is going to be a new start. We got to start, like, I had to start changing stuff for me to make things easier for her and make it better for her. But, um, like, I've been behind her, like, since the beginning of Mm -hmm. it.
1: You good. have. You've been a gem. <laughs> you have. That's good. Good. It's, I mean, it's
0: it's always important to make sure that you have some sort of support. Is, you know, yeah. somewhere. I know that you have shared this a lot with with a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. But to be able to have your husband be there along the way for you and give you that support, that's that's got to be really important for you. So yeah. that's that's great that he's been able to do that for you. Um, and so, once you got home from the hospital, what kind of support did you need at home? Um, whether physical, emotional, whatever type of support, but what what did you need?
1: Um. Not, not, I mean, not much. I was, um, I know two days after being home, um, I think I was just like frustrated by just that gas pain that we Mm -hmm. all encounter, you know, up in our back and like the inability to do things around the house. And I had prepped the house, you know, I did all the laundry, I did all the housework that I could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I knew I would be immobile, I wouldn't be able to do much. And, And I just... I just remember getting, like, all dramatic and caught up in my feelings, and I had, like, that little emotional breakdown, and I was like, why did I do this? Why? Why? I'm in so much pain. I can't move. Like, I can't twist. I can't get out of bed without his, you know, his help or rolling out, like, a little roly-poly. And, um, I think that's really the only time that I've ever questioned or, or, like, regretted, Mm -hmm. I guess, um my decision to do it and yeah but other than that I mean after I'm stubborn as it is you know with oh no relax. relaxing he was telling me why aren't you resting are you resting like calling me on the phone (laughs) making sure I'm behaving I'm being a good patient and I'm like oh yeah as I'm sweeping the floor you know (laughs) like oh yeah my feet are up and he's like "Uh uh-huh like he knew that I was misbehaving and not resting um but, yeah, other than that, I didn't need a lot um, other than, you know, the help getting out of the bed for the first, first, like, three to five days, I mm-hmm. think, were the hardest. And then once I got the motion down of how to get out and stuff like that, that was really, I mean, going to the bathroom with sure. mom, you know, and stuff like that. So, everything, yeah, that was the only help I needed, <laughs> getting out of bed. <laughs>
0: So now that we're approaching a year, we're just a couple months out from a year out. Yeah. How are you feeling now?
1: Great. Um, I, yeah, since the two days afterwards, I mean, I haven't, there have been no regrets. I've just, my energy level um, is amazing and just mind-boggling to me and to my husband. He's like, why won't you just take your shoes off? Just relax. <laughs> stop walking around.
2: There we go. <laughs> Every
1: day, <laughs> Every day. <laughs> There's always a step challenge I'm trying to compete in or something like that. Um, no, but my outlook on life has just done a 180. Like it's completely different with 360. What? I don't know what the same thing. 360. Um, yeah, but it's completely changed. It's just overall, I feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's a second lease on life.
0: I feel the same way. Yeah,
1: it's it's just amazing, like what goes on in our brain and our emotions mm-hmm. and everything that encompasses the surgery. It really does.
0: And so, what's something that you've discovered about yourself since having the surgery?
1: Oh man, um, I discovered my confidence again um, when I met my husband. Like that was something that drew him to me was my confidence and. I was around like 250-ish. So that's like right after I had lost the weight, Mm -hmm. um, those 90 pounds. So I was like, yeah, like, you know, one hot mama kind of attitude or whatever, you know. And then um, as like as our relationship progressed and I'm, you know, not moving around as much and I gained the weight back, it was just, I felt down on myself. I was more likely to, like, think depressed thoughts and stuff like that just because I wasn't happy, you know? So, yeah, I found uh, my confidence again, and, um, but when, when, um, I was heavier, I put on the front of being confident, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I would, um, I don't know, I would just, act like i had it all together but really silently you know like go home and binge eat on you know a whole bag of chips or whatever mm-hmm. so it was just an emotional roller coaster for me um when i was heavier so yeah and then um i feel i can be me and the real me and not be judged for my size um i discovered vulnerability again like how to be vulnerable because mm-hmm. uh, when i was heavier i didn't put myself out there as much, you know. Um, I, I put myself out there in a way, but I wasn't like confident in doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and how that just all goes together. Um, I put a wall up of just like being super blunt and really sarcastic and just, I don't know, com- coming off like very cold, I guess, just because I didn't want to let people in because I was afraid they were a friend for sympathy votes, you know, like, there's the fat girl kind of thing, you know, like, she doesn't have anyone sitting with her, blah, blah, So, um, yeah, I, so I've discovered to let people in more and talk about things Mm -hmm. more and, you know, just be a hundred percent real with people, honestly.
0: Good. So how have uh, folks reacted to you uh, after the surgery? How they see you differently from before or... (laughs) Uh, how have things changed, even though they don't know about the surgery so much, but they, they can see the change.
1: Right. So I just posted like a side by side of um, a photo from November 2015, which mm-hmm. was a month, like uh, roughly two months after my surgery, to uh, like two days ago. And the response was overwhelming. You know, I got like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you on? And then, um, you know, like, you just look phenomenal. You've always been beautiful, but now you're healthy. Congratulations. You know, so it honestly is, it's really nice having those people, you know, like not seeing people since the surgery and Mm -hmm. then seeing them now. And it's, they don't know who you are, you know, or... They just look at you and they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but it's amazing. And it really is. It's not about how you get healthier. It's just that you do get healthier. So um, they're shocked, I guess. You know, a lot of people that haven't seen me, that I've had people say, like, you're getting too skinny. And I'm like, I don't know what you're (laughs) talking about. I still have a lot to go. Um, But yeah, they're just, they're really shocked and they're stunned by the progress and I guess the time, you know, and common sense would tell someone, like, she must have done something drastic right. to get something that, in that amount of time, that short period of time. But no one's bluntly asked me. Sure. <laughs> and I don't know if I would honestly say yes that I did have surgery or not. I don't know. if they're like, no. I just, when I started this whole thing, like, I was starting a physical education class at college, and, um... So I kind of just chalked it up to working out more and Mm -hmm. having the be in the protein filled like gym rat, you know? So a lot of people kind of think that, um, I guess that's kind of misleading, Sure. I guess, you know, and I guess I'm still leaving a front up for that, but I just know based off of like that past experience of everyone talking me out of it Mm -hmm. and judging the situation and me for it, I don't want to go through that again, Right. you know, I don't want to have like that... I feel like when people doubt me or question me, then I doubt and question myself mm-hmm. instead of sticking true to my decision right. and what I want, you know, because they give you better options. You're like, hmm, maybe that would be better, yeah. you know, so. Well,
0: what's, uh, what's something that you would say to someone that's struggling with the same decision, whether to share or not to share, or even to, to pursue the surgery as an option? What's What's something from your experience now that, you would want to tell a person that's in that position.
1: Okay, so a person struggling whether or not to tell. If they have a past experience like I do, mm-hmm. um, obviously you make the deci- the best decision based on that past experience. If your past experience was everyone's cheering you on and saying that's a great idea, then go for it. Like mm-hmm. I mean, obviously if they were okay with it and you were okay with it back in the past, go for it, you know, tell people, be happy, scream it from the mountaintops, like, I really want to do, you know, um, but if you had that negative experience, then you, you keep it to yourself, I mean, honestly, there's no, to be honest, there's no way to, and, and you do, you, you get that feeling that, um, you are kind of still putting up that front, like, you're not being a hundred percent, and I'm sitting here talking about, Mm. Being all vulnerable and 100% and stuff, but it's just, yeah, it's taking that step, I guess, and um, being confident in, mm-hmm. in, no. It's taking, I guess, gosh, I don't know. <sighs> kind of like twisting the thoughts there do you have
2: something it's initially their decision but if they feel as though they can live with the fact of not telling one telling anyone until they're ready then go for it Mm -hmm. if you want to tell someone like make sure it's someone you trust and like value their opinion on it and like you need you need some you'll always need a support group regardless if you don't tell them or if you do tell them and like i think eventually even if you don't tell them and go out with go through with the procedure eventually you will so right. Either the way you're gonna you're gonna tell them eventually and let the person know or at, or at least just one
1: person you. yeah you just need that as i think a human being like we can we can't keep things in, or we can only keep things in for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to get it out somehow. Like, a secret or whatever just eats us up kind of inside. So, yeah, you need that one person mm-hmm. that, like you said, you can trust and stuff. And that that's who you were for me for the longest time. And then, yeah. and then my best friend, you know, telling her was relieving because I was like, okay, Now my husband, you know, more than one person knows. And then finding the support Mm -hmm. group that we attend and stuff like that, I think, was super beneficial. Right. So I hope I answered your question.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, folks are going to have, they're going to, I guess, I I wonder, you know, someone that doesn't want to talk about or tell too many people mm -hmm. that this is something they want to pursue might also just not make the decision to actually do it. Right. It's so, because, you that's know, they might worry that people will find out and they're not ready to share it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I wonder if a person in that position, you know, can hear your story okay. and hear that it can be done without having shared it, you know, widespread. As long as you do have, you know, someone close to you that you can trust and that's going right. to be there to support your decision. I, I You know, that, I think that would help people out there, you know, listening that would, you know, to know that it can be done and I don't have to share it right. with widespread, that folks will, will still react in a very positive way yeah. to the to the changes, you know, that they see in me mm-hmm. and, uh, and that it's okay to make this decision and not, you know, not share it, basically. It is. It 100% it is
1: okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am the living story of it right mm-hmm. now, you know. Um, now, I'm not going to say, like... There aren't times where I have that fear of, like, sure. so um, someone finding, like, my Instagram account or something by accident, you know, with, with my uh, weight loss surgery pictures and stuff on it, you know, that I have just, I have my personal account and then I have my weight loss mm-hmm. surgery account, you know? So, there's, I'm not going to say, like, oh, yeah, you just wake up one day yeah. and that fear is not there. No, it's there. Mm-hmm. But... The experiences and the, just the positive outcome from the surgery outweigh that like a right. hundred times over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you don't care about the fear of it after a while when you're too busy living your life. Right. You know, so it is, it's, yeah, it's totally possible. Good. And yeah, and I mean, screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah. and I know you're the type of person yeah. you're like... <laughs> If I tell people, then I'm accountable and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm, like, I've told people, only two people, and in a way, I know my husband keeps me accountable, but I know I've, I'm have i keeping me right. accountable, you know, because I've wanted it for so long. And now just seeing the great results from it all, mm-hmm. it's like, that's what keeps me accountable. Like, I want to keep doing this kind right. of thing. So you can have... You can have it both ways mm-hmm. if you want it both ways.
0: Yep. <laughs> so uh what are you most looking forward to going forward, you know, on your journey?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um yeah. I'm looking forward to just really all the opportunities uh, that the weight loss surgery has opened up for me and like this new found life. Um traveling uh, I can do more traveling now you know not be embarrassed to take photos you know um, or selfies in like a special place or anything like that um, afraid you know people are judging you and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, or be just being inhibited by uh, you know walking distances or something by yeah. the weight that I used to carry around so yeah just really the opportunities um, and and being able to I look forward to being able to live in the moment now and actually Mm -hmm. experience the experiences Mm -hmm. that I'm having instead of being self-conscious or, um, self, you know, doubting myself or, you know, questioning things all the time. So yeah, it's just that I look forward to that. And I'm, I love that it's, it's happening slowly, but it's happening.
0: Good. Uh, so almost a year out. So you were on the, the final stage. We're eating almost whatever we can yeah. or whatever we're allowed Instant, to. So, yeah. um, so how, what have you found out about food or, or, uh, you know, what, what are you eating well these days? And what are some things that maybe you can't eat you know still, or I've learned that you, you don't tolerate so well.
1: Yeah. Um, I have found out that food is truly fuel. It's not a comfort. It's not a crutch. um, And I'm not going to say that the surgery has, or this journey, whatever, has, like, changed the emotional eating habits. Mm -hmm. It's a daily struggle, especially if you were, like, the type to turn to food after a stressful day or whatever or an emotional experience. Um, I still get those, but now, like, I eat jerky instead of, like, the whole bag of Doritos like Mm -hmm. I used to, you know? So it's kind of... um, I mean, it's not a miracle thing, but I'm still eating when I'm sad, but I'm eating the things that fuel my body now instead of just, what, tear it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that I haven't had much success with eating is, uh, obviously, just based on the surgery type, is sugar. Um, it's not that I, I, you know, I only had, like, one or two episodes of dumping um, as they call it mm-hmm. for bypassers. Um, but I just, if I eat too much sugar in anything, uh, I just feel kind of crappy. Um, you know, it's like I lose the go, go, go attitude instead mm-hmm. of just like yucky feeling. Yeah. And you just want to sit and relax or you get really sleepy. Um, so that's about it. Okay. Uh, but I tolerate pretty much everything now, Um, and when I start to feel like that, I'm like, okay, there must have been too much sugar in that (laughs) item or whatever it may have been. Um, Too much carbs, too, for me um, can can make me sluggish, too. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just my body processes it differently, and it affects my metabolism in a way.
0: So, what's your preferred method of getting your protein?
1: Mm, um, I love, 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 love my Premier Protein Shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are probably my go-to uh, just because I'm really on the go a lot now. Um, but I do, um, for actual foods, you know, protein-based foods, I do a lot of uh, nuts and jerky um Love ground turkey. That's pretty much replaced all of our ground beef in the mm-hmm. house. You know, we get our special nights of steak or <sighs> or actual real burger patties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then fish. Fit. We incorporate more fish now into our diet, which is really good. And then uh, granola mixes. You mm-hmm. know, um, homemade granola, not the store-bought stuff because that's all, you know, sugar-based and everything. So, yeah, just making it with oatmeal and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and throwing in some nuts and pumpkin seeds and stuff like that and chew, chew, chew.
0: (laughs) So would you do it all again?
1: Heck yeah, I would. Um, Ten times over, a hundred times over, I would do it hands down. And the only thing I regret is not doing it sooner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think everyone that's had you know who sees the positive impact it's made truly realizes that they should have done it a lot sooner um it's just it's truly been life-changing and i'm accomplishing things and goals and achievements whatever that i've dreamt about doing for so many years Mm -hmm. and now it just feels like life is beginning all over again kind of so yeah definitely i would do it over
0: and so now we're going to have a guest recipe for some tummy-friendly cookies here. So yes. if you would, go ahead and, and take over.
1: Yes. These are, um, it's a variation of your chocolate chip cookie, I guess. You know, the grandma's, grandma's famous chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. These are the healthy cookies. Um, okay. So it's three mashed uh, bananas, ripe, um, a third cup of applesauce, two cup oats, Uh, A fourth cup of almond milk, or you can use skim milk. I've used skim milk Mm -hmm. before, um, so it's fine. Um, And even lactate milk, you know, the lactose-free milk works perfectly, too. It doesn't separate or anything in the oven. Um, A half a cup of raisins. You can make them raisin cookies, or you can use the uh, sugar-free. Hershey's has sugar-free chocolate chips, Mm -hmm. and you can make chocolate chip cookies. Um, A teaspoon of vanilla and a teaspoon of cinnamon. And you're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees. Um, You're going to mix all your ingredients together and form them into little cookie shapes. Obviously you can, whatever, roll it out and Mm -hmm. make little, I don't know, stars or whatever you want to do. Or just make the traditional cookie shape. And then you're gonna bake for fifteen to twenty minutes, and that's it. And then enjoy.
0: Sounds good. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're really yummy. <laughs>
0: so we'll have that posted on the website a little bit later today with some photos of the of a recent batch that has been made. Well, I thank you both for coming on the show today. And do you have any party messages or anything you'd like to say to folks out there? No, no, no. not
1: me. Not um,
2: me. Just you can do anything you put your mind to and if you have a strong support system it definitely makes like the entire journey a whole lot easier and more comfortable and your if like you're doing it and you have your spouse behind you your spouse will like your spouse will be there for you no matter what like how it goes and
1: it's true
2: just like it doesn't hurt to take the chance right
1: you're right well said babe and, <laughs>
0: All right, well, thank you again for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to listen to your story and talk and have you talk about your journey, and I hope everybody else out there enjoyed it as well. Yes, thank you. Finally, I'd like to finish the show off with some thank yous. First, I'd like to thank Elizabeth and her husband for coming on the show today. They have had such an amazing journey so far, and they have so much to look forward to to experience together. Elizabeth is actually the group member that started the new Fort Hood Losers Bench Facebook group, she hosts weekly exercise meetups at various locations in the area. Please check out our group and come join us at one of the events. I'd also like to thank, uh, say thank you to the weight loss community of Central Texas. That includes everyone that has or hasn't had a, a weight loss surgery, but are trying to live a healthier lifestyle, and all the folks at the hospital and, in, and within our community that are dedicated to assisting folks in that pursuit. Finally, thank you to everyone for listening to the show. If you have any questions or comments for the show, please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bariatricpodcast, or email us at bariatricpodcast at gmail.com. In future episodes, we'll do our best to answer your questions and cover any of your concerns. Thank you for listening.